This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the listeners. Well, the, I, got, the listeners. I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always on a phenomenal Monday morning, the most popular man in McPherson, full of joy, full of spirit, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon, and I just want to thank all the veterans for all their service. My dad was a veteran, three-year man in the Navy, so... uh, Thanks, Mr. Sell. That's right, wherever you are, up there somewhere. What's his first name? Paul. Paul. Thank you, Paul. Paul was in the Navy from 44 to 46, and uh, uh, ni- that's 1944 to 46, by the way. So uh, just Not wanna- 18? Yeah, not 18, but uh, no, and, uh, and uh, just want to thank all the veterans because they allow us to enjoy the freedoms that we are lucky to possess. Your good pound, Jim LaDuke. Saw him today. Well, I tell you what, Jim does a great job. I mean, he keeps the he keeps the uh, uh, veteran spirit alive in McPherson. Uh, does a great job, uh, you know, th- with the Legion. Of course, the VFW. Those guys, uh, you know, just, they all do a great job. And uh, again, there's a, a we wouldn't be able to live the way we live without the work our veterans have done. Steve, it was a very interesting weekend in the sports world. It got off to a great start. I don't know if it couldn't have gotten off to a much better start with McPherson High picking up a big win over Goddard. And then the rest of the weekend for all the teams that we cover and follow, it all kind of spiraled after that. balloon weekend after the bullpup. So let's rattle it off. We have a Matt College loss to the Bethany Swedes at home in overtime. horrible loss. And then the K-State Wildcats can't sneak one out in Texas as the Longhorns again walk off a team from the state of Kansas on a game-winning field goal. Dicker the kicker. Then you have the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, who have an epic collapse in the final three minutes of their game in the Music City and lose to the Tennessee Titans, have two field goal attempts in that stretch. One, they snap it back at the wrong time, and Dustin Colquitt then heaved it to the sidelines for an intentional grounding. Two, they had one blocked. So you have that. Then you've got my people on an absolute disgrace of a weekend with the Arkansas Razorbacks losing to the Hilltoppers of Western Cost Kentucky. Coach's job. Firing a coach. Yeah. <sighs> Bad weekend, Steve. Started off great on Friday. Well, let's yeah, and you know, we had, of course we had our coaches show, we went in depth on the bullpups, but we do have to say that was one of the best high school football games I've seen in a long time. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, god, it was so low." low scoring well it was physical 
It was nasty. Both teams just brought the leather. There was intense hitting going on. Cody Stufflebean was just a man in the fourth quarter. Also, you know, he caught two touchdown passes. Caleb Hopp is out there playing on one leg, one foot, whatever. You know, he could barely even move, but yet he was over 100 yards rushing. Mason Thrash, it seemed like he was blitzing about every play. Uh, just a great effort by the Bullpups. Now they get Arc City here on Friday. I did see the temperature. Uh, and during the day on Friday, supposed to be like 59. Ooh, better than if, this. If we played tonight, this would be one miserable night, but it's supposed to warm up as the week goes on. Arc City, uh, it didn't surprise you or me. We've been saying all along it was going to be McPherson and Arc City. Arc City beat Winfield, even though Winfield had beat them during the regular season. Arc City's playing really good football right now. Don't be fooled by the 4-6 and six record. We saw Goddard's 4-5 and five record and how good Goddard was. Arc City plays in the same league. They've pretty much lost to a lot of the same teams. Uh, played Andover Central down to the wire, Andover Central right behind the Bullpups. But I tell you, that McPherson team to me showed a lot of stuff on Friday that we didn't know. We weren't quite sure they had it in them, but they showed the intestinal fortitude and physicalness that they had to have. I want to talk a little bit about the Chiefs here in a moment, Steve, but when it comes to McPherson's win on Friday night, there is a stigma sometimes in all the sports that sometimes McPherson can't go beat the Wichita schools. They can't go beat those suburban schools. They can't go beat Bishop Carroll. And even though Goddard was 4-5, and five, now 4-6, and six, that's not a 4-6 and six football oh, team. no, not, not at all. That's but not a 4-6 and six football team. If their team. quarterback doesn't get hurt, and nothing don't take away anything from what Hofer did, the Hofer kid on Friday, I thought he played great. But Kyler Simrad's a different breed of animal at quarterback. They're prob they probably don't have a four and five record coming into the game. They're probably seven and two or eight and one because he's a big time quarterback. And they had a great defense. And I just thought Caleb Hoppus, at least for the McPherson offense, was just fantastic. Threw you know he threw a couple TDs to Cody Stufflebean. He ran for 114 yards and took a lot of shots. Uh, he was down a couple times just. You know, getting hit and just kept on ticking, just kept getting himself right back up, brushing himself off, and led that bullpup team to victory. But how many times over the years, Steve, have you seen a game like that where McPherson looks good on paper, they've done what they've needed to do all season, and then they match up with, whether it's a Topeka school, one of the Salina schools, a Wichita school, and they're just too much to overcome? Well, we're thought of as a finesse team. We're a finesse school for some reason. I don't know why. You know, you look at our football team now. You look at our wrestling team, what they did this year. For some reason, there's this stigma out there that, that we don't have physical athletes in our school. I mean, I guess they figure that we're good in tennis. We're good in, you know, basketball, where maybe you don't have to, you know, it's more about finesse and execution than it is just lining up and being out-toughing people. But uh, I think they showed it Friday night, you know, around the state. That should have made a lot of people sit up and take notice. Again, Goddard may had a losing record, but anybody that follows high school football knows how good that Goddard football team is. And a win like that, we said it a couple of times for this McPherson I team, it's not just a statement for everybody else. Internally, it's a statement too, because remember we said last year, their one big game that they needed to win, they didn't win. Right. The one time that they were pushed. And so for this team to be pushed a little earlier on in the postseason, and who knows, maybe in the back of their head, they're thinking, man, this Goddard team beat us last year. Uh, it might be tough. I think they proved to themselves 
that they can hang with anybody too. Right. And I think that is what is so important about Friday's win. And you might have heard us hyping up this Goddard team and celebrating this win as much as we did. But there's a reason for it, for how good that program is. Goddard had been in the state quarterfinals each of the last four years. And played for the state championship last year. They had played for the mo- state championship twice. And they had most of their defensive starters back on Friday night from the team that played for the championship. So when you look at what this McPherson program and the class that it has put itself in, there are only 13 other teams in all classifications across the state that have reached this round, the state quarterfinals, in each of the last four seasons. And McPherson is one of them. When you get lumped into a group with Blue Valley North, Derby, Mill Valley, St. Thomas Aquinas, Bishop Miege, Smith Center, Hanover, when you get lumped in with that group of teams, that means you're doing something right. You're breathing some mighty thin air way up there. That means you're doing something right. And think about the teams that I left off of that list. Think about some of the programs that have not been to the state quarterfinals in four straight years. Andale. Andale has not been in four straight years. They've been in three straight years. Hutch? You throw in the mighty Hutch High Salt Hawks. You throw in any of these schools that I didn't just list with Blue Valley North, Derby, Mill Valley, Aquinas, Bishop Miege in terms of the big classifications. McPherson is with an elite group by making it to Manhattan, Lawrence Free State, Lawrence High, Topeka High. All these programs that are thought of as unbelievable programs a win like that on Friday night over Goddard puts McPherson into a different classification. It puts them into an elite group. And then if they win on Friday, they're in the semifinals for the third straight year. Do you know how many schools have a chance to be in the state semifinals for a third straight year? 13. There are only 11 others. Okay. McPherson is one of 12 that has a chance. There were four, 15 coming into the year, and three of them have already lost. Sabatha, Goddard, and Phillipsburg. So there are only... 11 other programs that have a chance to do what McPherson can do on Friday night. And that's what has made this run so impressive. Blue Valley North, Derby, Wichita Northwest, St. Thomas Aquinas, Bishop Miege, Andale. And look at the senior classes they're having. Those are pretty dang good teams. Yeah, and look look at the senior classes. The senior class from 2017, they had 20 kids in that class. Last year's class had what, 15 or 16 seniors and several All-State players. They had to replace that class. So, you know, it's just it's that they're doing it with a different cast of characters each year is pretty impressive. That's what has made this run so much fun, and I hope that they can continue to keep this run going. Let's not forget about the Canton Galva Eagles, the Little River Redskins, the Inman Teutons. Yeah, what a great— Everybody won. Yeah, Friday, we Saturday morning we came in, we were feeling good— and then we thought, and then the rest of the day kind of went south. Yeah, we we thought the Bulldogs would uh, get a win to clinch a winning season. Now that's maybe by the boards because now the Bulldogs are five and five. They have to go to Avila, which is playing as good as anybody uh, in the KCAC right now, and they're probably going to have to do it without Ed Crouch. The Magic Man hurt his ankle uh, on the next to last play of the game. He was on crutches after the game. My guess is he probably won't play. It's a Bulldog team. Their defense is starting to really wear down. Uh, you know, they've been facing some unbelievable passing attacks. Bethany didn't even try to run the ball. Bethany only ran it 16 times in 84 plays or 82 plays. They threw it 66 times. And, again, that Bulldog defense just getting tired. But uh, they had so many chances to win that game. My goodness. It was and it's 577 yards of offense and you don't win the game. 
That really hurts. Reminds me of another team, but yeah, we'll talk about them in here red. in a minute. Also in red. I just want to state one more time. I say this every couple of months. Can everybody just appreciate how much fun football is right now? Yeah. Can you just appreciate how great of a product it is at the high school level? Because it all change. it takes, one move, one bad move, two bad moves, yeah. and then you end up and, at the bottom. Yeah, and one class that just isn't very strong and, you know... Do you think that the Hutchinson Salthawk fans thought 10 years ago, hey, in 2019, we're going to be one of the bottom feeders in Class 6A? No. You think they ever thought no. that? I, and, you know, when Randy Dryling was there, I mean, those guys were just incredible. He's done the same thing at Aquinas. And the thing is, I don't, I, I don't know what Randy did that the coaches now aren't doing, but uh, I just it's cyclical. We talk about this all the time. It's cyclical. You just get a great run of kids. Bullpups have been on a great run for about 15 years now of incredible athletes. So just soak it in. Yep. Appreciate how much fun this is. Yeah. And for you and I, Steve, to keep broadcasting playoff football. That's right. I'm glad our season didn't have to end. That's right. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, it's time to do a little butt chewing after what was a pretty bad loss for the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in Nashville against the Titans. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, it was a disappointing finish for the Kansas City Chiefs who, other than about the last two minutes of the game on Sunday afternoon, I thought played pretty well in a 35-32 loss against the Tennessee Titans. I thought they had the game in their control, but all it takes is the Chiefs' defense to get pushed around for the last couple of minutes to lose a game. Just everything had to go wrong in that fourth quarter and the final couple of minutes for them to lose and drop to 6-4 and four and a game that really, really hurts them in terms of AFC standings in the playoff picture, AFC West now that the Raiders are knocking on their heels. Half game back. This was a bad, bad loss for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not to mention, your quarterback threw for 446 yards, Three and you touchdowns. lose. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. He threw a he threw a highlight reel-type pass to Mecole Hardman that was just an unbelievable play. Um but, you know, we never talk about the special teams because they never seem to mess up. They've been really, really good for a decade. Yeah, and they were just horrendous yesterday. It cost them the ball game, no doubt about it. That and Andy Reid's very head-scratching, curious decision on a third and two when all he needs is a first down to end the game. Damian Williams has just been running like he's possessed. He's averaging about five yards a carry. And they, go, and they, don't, they try to throw the ball. I mean, I don't get it. They, even if they don't make it, Tennessee would have had to burn a timeout. They would have been in much better field goal position. It would have been a chip shot. You know, I, I wrote in my column, you don't see blocked field goals in the NFL very often because special teams are so good. The snap gets there so quick and the kicker so quick through the ball and the blocking is generally pretty good. 
But I thought the guy was offsides. For, I he said, was not. I know he was not, but it just looked like he got shot out of a cannon somehow. Somebody didn't get uh, the guy on the end. Apparently, they didn't block him wide enough. Who knows if but Butker, it was Blake Bell. Who know? Is that who it was? It was Blake Bell that missed the block. Well, who knows if Butker even makes the field goal though? He, I know he made several. He, he made some kick. He was pretty kind of shaky though. Some of his kicks were just sliding just inside the post, and it was from fifty-two yards. But that game should have never even come to that. I mean, that game should have been put away. Andy Reid made a really bad coaching move. I'm always a big red guy. I defend him probably more than most people. But, boy, they just they made a mess of the last about four minutes of that game. Just totally mishandled it. And that game hopefully will not come back to cost them. Now they are. They're a half game up on Oakland. But in reality, they're a game and a half because they have a win over Oakland. Right. But Oakland plays the Jets. And the Bungles, I think, in the next two real weeks. tough ones. Yeah, so Oakland's going to be seven and four. Kansas City is six and four. They play the Chargers and then have their bye week. The Chargers game is in Mexico. That's right. They lose that game. Olé. They lose that game. They're behind the Raiders. Now remember, in the in the month of December, though, it's basically all uh, other. Than, they play the Bears and Patriots, I think. And then Are you real afraid of the Bears that can't score any points? Well, against that Kansas City defense that can. But what I'm saying, you're not going to win in New England. Forget that. I mean, that's going to be – they're going to lose that game for sure. And then all the other games, they're in the division. And where have the Chiefs really made hay the last three years? In the division. Yeah. They, hardly, they have hardly lost in the division in the last three years. Looking back at the fourth quarter of the game yesterday, the thing that was just so weird to me, Steve, is that – I was watching it and thinking, okay, this is over. It's 29-20 with 12 minutes to go, and Miko Hardman just dashed 60-something yards to the house on crazy afterburners on that run. You could see that he was even with the defensive backs that yeah, probably then, run 4-4-5s. Four, four, then, then it was like, whoop, whoop, I'm gone. And, and then he, phew. And I was more impressed with the fact that he jumped up jumped up on top of like an 8-foot wall into those oh, Chiefs yeah, fans yeah. all with the Mahomes hair. But so they're up 29-20. With 12 minutes to go, Tennessee then drives down the field and scores, makes it 29-27, and then the Chiefs are really moving the ball well, and they're going right down the field, up two, and they had a third down, they, they got down deep into Tennessee territory and just kind of stalled out at the 23. Right. And one of my big problems with Andy Reid a lot is being a little bit too conservative right. in those situations. Knowing he's got the field goal in the back pocket, but I was also listening to Mitch Holtis here on... 96.7 for a little bit during that game and he was saying in the middle of that drive I know that a field goal puts it a, as a touchdown game but it's still one but, score but that defense was worn out and the crazy thing is at one point I remember seeing a stat the Chiefs had run 60 plays and the and Tennessee had run 33 so that defense shouldn't have been that tired but Derrick Henry who I started on my fantasy team this week Ooh. knowing he was going to go against the sad sack Chiefs rush defense 188 yards and two touchdowns, and it got to the point where nobody, they'd see him coming through. It's like big Lamicio Hill for Matt College. They, you see all that 240 pounds of thunder coming through, you don't want to tackle it. You think Juan Thornhill wants to tackle Derrick Henry in a one-on-one? Or what's the guy's name, Fenton, that got burned on the last play? One good. Who, who is he? I don't even know who Fenton is. He's a no-name. But, again, the Chiefs, over 500 yards of offense, and that's despite losing – Two more starting offensive linemen. They hardly have an offensive lineman left on the roster. Well, luckily Schwartz came back yeah. later on in the game. The crazy thing, too, 
is they got a turnover on downs. They forced a turnover on downs on Tennessee after the two-minute warning. Right. 155 to go, and they have the ball they back. They only have to clock. They only have to... And then Damian Williams gets like nine yards on first down or something like that. Yeah, it was the, the first play, he had three, and then the second play was five, so it was third and two. Right. And had a chance there, and again, they knew where they were at on the field and became a little conservative, and, and then everything went haywire. And, and Tennessee was not fooled by that third and two play. They they knew that their bread and butter has been a little rollout, tight, flicked to the tight end, and they had the tight end covered. Mahomes saw it. He just ate it, went down, and but the play, you know, the the fiasco play by Colquitt. I mean, that made it a lot easier. You know, you want to know what the ESPN description of the play is uh, when they write the play-by-play? Field goal formation. Dustin Colquitt aborted. James Winchester <laughs> fumbles, recovered by Kansas City. Dustin Colquitt passes incomplete, short left. Penalty on Colquitt, intentional grounding, and forced at the Tennessee 29. Well, I bet, you know, Dave Tobe is regarded as the best special teams coach in the NFL. What do you bet he just lost his mind during that game yesterday? One then, how do you allow Ryan Tannehill to drive with no timeouts 61 yards? In 58 seconds. 60, 61 yards you knew they were going 58 over, you seconds. You knew they were going over the middle. That's where they've been you know, doing their damage all day. There was That middle was so wide open. The Chiefs were too tired to blitz. You know, the Frank Clark, he's getting paid a ton of money. No, Not much production. That's starting to look like a real waste of money. I would have just soon paid Justin Houston, you know, less than that. At least Justin Houston will get to the quarterback. Frank Clark has not been what they thought he was going to be. Let me ask you, Steve, did you think that whenever the Chiefs got the ball back with 23 seconds, that they were going to get a look at a field goal. Oh, I did. I, I was, was no, I was pretty confident I they'd get a look. That, I thought Tyreek Hill would make some kind of play or Kelsey. Uh, you know, they throw a pass on the very first play. I think it was who? Robinson? Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson made a catch for about 15 or 20 yards. And uh, they needed they needed really about one more big play, uh, you know, to be assured of tying that game. But let's face it, they go overtime. Tennessee probably wins the toss. Derrick Henry runs it like ten times. They're in the end zone. That sounds a little negative, the, Steve. The, the Chiefs don't get the. They don't even get a chance. That so. sounds a little negative. Well, wouldn't you be negative after that <laughs> that ridiculous finish to that game? So, when it comes to the Chiefs going forward, what's your confidence like with them now in terms of winning the AFC West? Still very high. I I just I wouldn't put very high. I'll just say high. But again, they I like how they've played in the division. I believe the game that determines their season is this upcoming game. If they beat the Chargers, they're going to they're going to be all right. They will be all right because again they've they've got a game you know in hand with Oakland, and Oakland has to come to Kansas City where it does not play very well. Derek Carr at Arrowhead Stadium. You really think he's going to win at Arrowhead Stadium? I don't think he's ever won at Arrowhead. I think that he has won twice at the Coliseum. The Oakland-Alameda County Coliseum. Who knows what his record will be like when they go out to Vegas. But I am with you, Steve, that this Chargers game is very, if, very if important. And it's, Char- and it's a scary game. If they lose to the Chargers, they will be a game back after their bye week. They will be 6-5, and five, and I will take it to the bank. There is no way the Raiders can lose to the Jets. Or the, what do you mean no way? For sure they can. The Jets? They can lose to the Jets. 
And the Bungles, the Bungles are the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, they're not very good. They are the worst. And their ta- their coach, Zach Taylor, who was at Nebraska quarterback, he was at Butler County. It looks like he has already lost that team. And they're yeah, already- but the rest of their schedule is not easy. Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Chargers, and Broncos, both on the road. Yeah. I'm not guaranteeing that they get to and, and eight Denver, wins. And Denver won't have Joe Flacco. So oh, what a bummer. Well, help. the reason they've got a chance is Brandon Allen, former, former Arkansas yeah, Razorback. Yeah. Those are from the good days, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> they've had about 12 quarterbacks since the good days. Yeah. and uh, Very upsetting. I feel for you, Steve. Why's that? Let's take a break and I'll tell you why. Okay. Next. All right. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I came to the conclusion, the epiphany over the weekend. I tell you, I think sometimes. Oh, you do Just sit around and think. Yeah. And I felt for you as a KU football fan from the last four years before the Mad Hatter came in with your good pal David Beatty, I realized that my Arkansas Razorbacks were in a very similar situation. And I hadn't quite figured it out yet, besides the fact that everybody in the world knew that they needed to make a coaching change. And at Arkansas, they did it after 20 games, 22 games, however many it was. Yeah, we had to suffer through 48. While the Jayhawks rode out the storm. Yeah. And then I think back on it and go, how could they have let David Beatty be the head coach for a fourth year? Not only that, but give the man a raise. Yeah. <laughs> hey, excellent work. No yeah. wins your first year. Good job. He, yeah, he, he Building got, that culture. He got, a, he got a raise for beating Charlie Strong and costing Charlie Strong his job at Texas. I just I feel for you that that must have been very frustrating. It is, and that I see it now from my own perspective. Well, until, until they win six games in a year, it's it's just going to be continued frustration. And I don't know, you know, in how long it's going to be till they actually win six games again. But there's just some schools that are destined just not to be very good in football, and KU is just one of those schools. I you know me, Steve. I'm not really a let's go get on the soapbox and stand in the middle of the college campus and start demanding that coaches get fired. But there are times where you just know. And my first you-just-know moment with Arkansas's former coach now, Chad Morris, was about two weeks ago. Yeah. And then when you lose to Western Kentucky at and home. And their quarterback. And their former quarterback, who was 0-9 at Arkansas, dismantles them yeah. at home yeah. in front of 42,000, the lowest attendance KU in stadium history. That's true. Well, those were just tickets sold. I think there were about 10,000 warm bodies in the stands. Yeah. I feel for you, Steve. Yeah. I've joined the club. I, and thought, now they're, I thought you were feeling for me because I shot 80 in golf yesterday. Yeah, you played golf yesterday. Yeah, first Can time. Can you believe it? Looking like back second, outside. Second time in six weeks. I haven't played golf since August. Oh, I know. Well, we work. We work for a living. We work seven days a week. That's true. Well, except for you dipping out and playing some golf. Well. It worked out. Did yeah. both. Yeah. 
Steve, big, 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 big week coming up. Oh, huge. I was stuttering at first, decided to just emphasize the big. Yeah. We have bullpup football on Friday night, taking on Arc City. We have bulldog basketball a couple of nights this week, mm-hmm. going up and taking on the Bethany Swedes on Wednesday. We Tiger have, basketball. And we have Central Tiger basketball on, on Wednesday against... Wednesday, and Manhattan Christian, I think. Maybe or Haskell. Haskell, then Manhattan Christian, I think it is. Then on Saturday, Bulldog home conference opener, taking on Tabor. Ooh, a lot of, lot of Tabor grads here in town. Old That's right. Doc Arnold, big Tabor. ton of them. Doc Pinner, big one. We will, at some point later on this week, Steve, I want to get... Chet Kuplin of Sports in Kansas on Ooh, to talk a little bit nice. about the playoffs and yeah. and go through some of the matchups and get his thoughts on McPherson's win over Goddard because I I didn't feel like it was quite as well received as we as, as statewide yeah. because I think people just looked at the records and said oh yeah. Goddard's four and five and their point differential is minus two they must not be very good but we knew yeah. that was a very good football team oh that was a slugfest and hopefully the weather will be a little warmer this Friday because. For the first two rounds of the playoffs, we've had a lot of empty seats. I think a lot of people like, you know, watching it on the uh, network, NF, what is it? HS. NFHS network. If you have a subscription to that uh, through the high school, you can watch the game and listen to us on your computer or listen to us or at home. Or your phone yeah, or your TV. Yeah, well, I don't know all that stuff. You know I'm computer challenged. So. That's true. But, uh, you know, we had a lot of gaping holes in the stands. And I was thinking back to that Bueller game where – at 6.10, the place was full. So, remember, it's for the kids. Come out and support the kids. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell and for the kids, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well, I guess-